What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Legends of Athletics podcast. It's your host, Justin Miller, and I just want to take this time to thank each and every person who has made this podcast what it is today, uh, has helped propel this podcast to the level that it is right now. We're still climbing, we're still increasing, and we're still improving. Uh, Thank you for those of you who listen faithfully, and for those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. Um, don't forget to go to social media right now if you have your phone or if you have the opportunity. Don't do it if you're driving, but if you can, go to social media, follow Legends of Athletics, Legends of Athletics, uh, with two S's on um, Instagram. Follow Legends of Athletics on Facebook. Follow Legends of Ath on Twitter. And if you don't have any of those and you just want to show your support, email Legends of Athletics nineteen at gmail.com. And I would be more than happy to read the email and respond. Even if it's criticism, I'll give you some sort of response, maybe. Um, but with that, I want to jump into the podcast for today. We're talking about athletic style lifting versus power bodybuilding slash powerlifting style lifting. And I think we've had this conversation before in a in a in a previous podcast, but I want to delve into it a little bit more here once again. Um when it comes to athletics, many athletes, I know I hear this time and time again, especially in the offseason, many athletes would like to have the aesthetic look or the look of a bodybuilder slash, uh, I ain't going to say powerlifter, but a bodybuilder uh, more than more, more times than none. They would like to have you know bigger arms, bigger biceps, bigger triceps, bigger shoulders, bigger chest, uh, you know, things like that, to name a few. But you have to understand that the goals are the same, but yet they're different. In bodybuilding, the goal is to look aesthetically pleasing or aesthetically whatever your goal is, whether it's to be a mass monster or to be a, cla- a classic physique or whatever you, you your goal is. It's to look aesthetically pleasing to the eye. So to have chisel a chiseled frame, to have a chiseled look, um, to have definition, great lines, V tapers, things like that. That's what you you look for and that's what you find in the world of bodybuilding. Those who want to go into bodybuilding, that's what they have, small waist, things like that. When you're in the world of sports, it's more so performance-based. So we don't necessarily focus on having a massive chest, massive arms, things like that, because that could directly affect your athletic game, I ain't going to say potential, but your athletic game, it could have a negative correlation or a positive correlation. It just depends on what you, what sport you play and what you're trying to do. Of course, in a sport, in a sport of football, a lot of times the guys want to get bigger and more ripped. And quite honestly, if you're doing a bodybuilding slash powerlifting style um, regimen, you probably hindering yourself more than you are helping yourself. Now, there are places within a off-season program without a within an off-season program where powerlifting style lifting meshes with athletic style lifting but there really isn't any space where bodybuilding and sports combine or bodybuilding and athletics combine now you can add bodybuilding style movement patterns into your lifts but those really are more so for tailored towards the individual more than they are the sport overall. Uh, many times I know 
you know, I know we used to do curls and uh, high school training, things like that, but that doesn't correlate any if little uh, in the world of, of uh, football because at what point are you curling anything on the football field? At what point are you using the uh, biceps isometrically to move any person on the field in the field of play you don't so that you know that was more so you know just an aesthetic uh, aesthetic type um look or or movement pattern just to appease you know the the everyday lifter so the difference in these i've kind of alluded to is in sports or athletic-based lifting, we're lifting for performance. So we want to do things in an explosive manner. We want to try to move weight as fast as possible. We want to move it in a it's the safest way as possible. That doesn't always happen, but we would like to move it in the safest way as possible. And the goal is to be more explosive, um, able to put more force into the ground, able to... Every lift that we do co correlates with being able to accelerate faster, harder, run harder for longer without injury. That's where we're doing this all as a prehab slash preventative measure, but we also want to gain these things from athletic-based lifting. When it comes to bodybuilding, I've said this, we're going for an aesthetic look, so we want bigger muscles. We want tighter lines, small waist, and uh, definition around the whole body. So from the back to the front, doesn't matter. Every angle we want to look pleasing. Powerlifting, our goal is to be as strong as possible, to recruit as many muscles as possible, to be able to move massive amounts of weight, no matter the speed. We want to have good bar speed, but to move massive amount amounts of weight through a space for one rep in particular is what we're, we're aiming for so with all of these and powerlifting you're probably not going to ever do over five reps of anything bodybuilding you may do 12 to 20 reps or eight reps rep schemes are all over the place they change depending on what your goals are in sports or athletic style lifting again it's, it's going to be between that five to eight range in most our lifts or five to ten five to eight somewhere in there is our sweet spot um, as far as rep ranges go, the programming, that doesn't really affect. Now, the, pro, the the rep ranges don't really matter a lot. The programming is what's different. So in athletic-based lifting, you probably lift in anywhere between three to four days a week. Bodybuilding, you can go from three to six days a week. More than likely, it's probably going to be four to six days a week because if you're doing the normal split, meaning you're separating body parts like you got a leg day you got a back day you got a chest day you got a um leg day back day chest day you got a um arm day it's something i'm missing legs back chest arms it's one i'm missing but you you separating each body part out till it's on and the shoulders you separate each body part out to its own and you basically split it into days so each day you're focusing on that one muscle group in order to make it grow um and you may combine those you may have back back and chest legs shoulders and chest stuff like that you know it's, it's all kinds of variations you can do with that but that's what a bodybuilding split looks like powerlifting you're probably going three to four days a week uh because you're, you're using so much you're taxing the central nervous system so much that you're not going to do a whole lot of volume as far as 
as an extensive volume over a period of five to six days because you just wouldn't be able to get much from that. Even in a great peaking program, you're not going to get much from that unless you're going heavy, light, light, heavy. You know, you're doing something like like that. Past that, you're not going to get more more from that. And so that that's the difference as far as like, you know, training splits, rep ranges, what our goals are. That that Those are the difference in each one. Um, the, the results though, is what we focus on in the world of sports. This is a sports first. So everything I'm talking about is all sport. Bodybuilding is a sport. Powerlifting is a sport. Athletics is a sport. But when you're going and you're a football player or a basketball player or a track athlete or a baseball player, soccer player, etc., we're focused on what helps us go. How do we get the go muscles to working and working efficiently to put ourselves in the best position to be the most efficient that we can be. The go muscles primarily are our low back, glutes, and hamstrings. But in the world of sports, we use it all. You use your whole body in every sport. So we need the we need those strong, but we also need to have strong quad quadriceps. We need to have strong and uh, flexible calf muscles. Uh, because tight ones lead to injury, such as torn uh, Achilles or uh, ruptured Achilles or a bunch of muscle fraying for no reason. We also need to be have great and pliable muscles everywhere on our body, from the chest to the back. Things that are flexible and able to move freely. That's what we're going for. We're not really going for the aesthetic look. Now, we, some people just naturally have it, but that's not what we're going for necessarily. We also need to be nimble. We need to be flexible. And we need to be explosive. So when we do these lifts in in the world of athletics, when you play in an athletic sport where you move around out of a certain a certain plane, you're moving to different spaces, things like that, we need to be able to move fluidly through each and every space and arena. So, you know, you look at it in an athletic lifting, what do we not see a lot of in bodybuilding and powerlifting? Leaving the ground. In the basic world of sports, we do leave our feet. We change planes. We change directions. So we in in the world like this, where you see, you see in CrossFit, but you'll see this more so in which they got this from athletic based style lifting, is box jumps, long jumps, things like that. Things that get us out of a certain plane, but from one spot to the next. In the world of of sports. This is where powerlifting and sports or athletic style training um, or athletic based lifting meet hand to hand. We want to be able to move an object as fast as possible through a space as fast as possible. And powerlifting bar speed is taught because the faster you can move the bar, the more muscle recruitment that you're gaining, then you can move more weight. And in powerlifting, big muscles equals big weight. So if you can make those muscles grow, you can move more weight. The world of athletics, we want to be able to move whatever weight it is through a space as fast as possible. Now, what do those two have in common? They use what we ha- what we have are our type 2 muscle fibers, type 2, type 2B muscle fibers. So our hybrid ones, our fast, our fast twitch accelerator type muscle fibers, they burn, they you use them fast, they burn fast. But then they also we also had our have our moderate or our middle grade ones that are able to move fast but sustain uh sustain power 
over a longer duration of time. Not like the type ones, which you see a lot in distance runners, which makes them thinner, but the the hybrid muscle groups. So when you're running a, a, a 40 or 50 yard sprint, you're able to sustain your power over a long duration of time is what, what those muscle fibers are. And so we're, that's what we're going for and using. So when it comes to athletic-based lifting and meshing that with the – and I hope I'm not losing it by because I know I'm talking about a lot of stuff, and I'm trying to talk slow and clear so you can hear and understand what I'm saying. But when it comes to the athletic-based training and the powerlifting-based training, another spot that they meet in, especially when it comes to the world of, of sports and athletics, is when you look at something like in powerlifting, they got the west side method or west side barbell method of training where you use bands and chains and these different styles of resistance to increase your time under tension, but to also increase the muscle recruitment throughout the whole movement pattern. So we take something like a squat and let's say we add bands to each side of the squat and we're, we're adding those bands. So instead of us having just the tension whenever we go, whenever we start the movement at the top and we're going into the concentric phase or, uh, of the uh, of the movement pattern when everything is 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 uh is c- the concentric phase where everything is tightening up and you're you're uh flexing those muscles and you get to the very bottom of the squat everybody knows you get to the very bottom of the squat everything like relaxes and then when you get back up in the eccentric and you start lengthening those muscles out again then everything you go through it in the middle part of the squat and then once you get to the top you kind of relax now, when we add those bands and those chains, it allows us to be under tension longer. So that bottom of the squat where you would probably normally relax, you're still tensing to keep the uh, to keep the, the muscles firing, but also to keep the weight controlled. And even when you get to the top, you're still in the, under tension in order to keep that, that weight under control. And so you're, you have tension throughout the whole movement patterns where the chains and the bands and stuff come in. And that, in the world of sports, we got from the world of powerlifting. And so when you look at things like, you know, again, revisiting the West Side Method, you know, where you get to your box squats and things like that, then those directly recruit into sports. But only thing we're changing is our percentages. So instead of doing a 90% uh, squat with bands where you're moving slow, we may do it at 60%, move it as quick as we can for two to three reps, rack it as soon as we get done with that box squat rack it and then go into something and this is where you have contrast training go into something maybe like a vertical jump for two to three reps as high as possible as fast as possible because we want to get those again type 2 type 2b muscle fibers to firing at the peak at the the best that they can fire at. We want them to be fine on all cylinders at 100%. And so that's where powerlifting and athletic-based style lifting kind of meet. And I know I didn't go into a lot of detail about more so the contrast training and use of the bands and the chains and things like that, but that's where those two meet. And so even, and you can use that with deadlifts and things like that, but even when 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 we do those, we're, remember in sports, our goal is still we're not really focused on the movement of a lot of weight. Like it's cool to say somebody squats 600, uh, all that stuff, but we're focused on getting the most from our bodies athletically. Now, if you're a lineman, uh, uh, let me use football because right now we're, we're heading 
even though we in COVID-19, this is the normal time that we be heading into football, and it's what we call football season. But the normal thing, like for alignment, you would focus more so on power development. So slow movement patterns. We would use a lot of sled pushes, a lot of sled drags with a heavy amount of weight in order to develop power. Because as a lineman, you don't really move without move with move outside, not without move outside of a five yard parameter going north and south. You don't really move outside of a two or three yard parameter going east and west unless you're a pulling guard or something like that. Um we so we want to use a lot of stuff to develop power, a lot of isometric holes, a lot of weight overload, a lot of things where we, we're probably going into the eighty, the the eighty and up range as, as percentage wise as far as our weights go, and we're not really focused on we, we focus on still on moving them fast, but we want to develop that power. So we may we may we may stay in a power zone a lot longer than say a skill player like a running back or a safety or a wide receiver or even a quarterback. We want to stay in this. We want to stay in this smooth at sixty to seventy, and we want to we want to move that weight as fast as we can. And so, you know, even with them, we we do the same thing. We still program and do sled pushes. We still program and do sled drags. But we will want to l- lower that weight to the point where you feel that weight behind you, but you're also able to run and move with that weight a whole lot faster because you want to develop more of those type 2 2B fibers because that's what you're going to be using a whole lot more than, you know, your type 1s or those slow grinding power developing type fibers, fiber group. And you quite frankly, you don't need that much muscle recruitment uh to to run fluidly, fast, quick, things like that because you're not hand-to-hand combating that much on each plate so that again that goes into programming and i have to do another a podcast on that one as well but that goes into our programming and how it affects us even for basketball players i've done this in the past for basketball players in the past i've used some of the west side barbell method as far as using bands and things like that but for basketball players again first of all you're not going to meet that many basketball players to lift weights on a regular so they're not going to be in there throwing up even probably 70% of their their max effort until you get them conditioned to do it. And for them, you you have so many factors in getting stronger but not affecting mechanically shooting form, things like that, because you want to get stronger to increase shooting range, but you don't want to affect everything else. But that's another podcast as well. But this, I just wanted to do this podcast because I know I get hit by this question a lot with athletes especially in the summertime because they have nothing but time. And many of you athletes out there, if you're listening, many of you athletes, you know, you take the time and you, you're lifting, you know, you lift with the team. And if you have the, the means to, you may be, if you have a garage gym or something like that, you may be lifting at home. And if you have the means, you may be lifting at a, at a commercial gym or something like that afterwards. But I want you to be careful with, you know, in your in your in your quest to get stronger and bigger, be careful in doing too many bodybuilding style lifts, too many curls. You know, do dips and things like that. Do but do the curls and stuff like that too. I'm not saying not to do those, but know that you know it's time, place, form. Do those, do them with great form so that you're not injuring yourself in the process. But even when you're doing those, speed, speed, speed. If it's too much, if you got the rock and swing with it, and it's too much weight to control and do it with good speed. You know, don't do it. And you should be you should be changing that as well. 
You want to increase your time on attention, decrease your time on attention. Sometimes you want to do it for speed. Sometimes you want to do it slow and control to recruit more muscle fibers. That's how you're going to get bigger is by recruiting more muscle fibers. So sometimes you do want to slow it down and, um, you know, just give yourself more time on attention and to increase that in time on attention to increase the muscle recruitment, which will increase the muscles, uh, the, the recruitment of muscles to that, to that, those fibers, making those muscle bellies a lot fuller and bigger, which is what gives you the appearance of being bigger and also increases your weight. Also for the, for you athletes out there who are trying to get bigger. Also to remember this nutrition is great. Make sure you, you're getting the nutrition to get the performance out of your body that you're, that you're wanting. And if you're getting, this is my thing in the summer, five, maybe 10 pounds is enough. If you get anything over there, you're going to decrease your athletic performance. And then you're going to feel it as far as when you're running and things like that. So anything past that is too much. And you want that to be more mostly lean muscle and not fat. But again, that's another podcast, whole other deal. We're not going to get that deep into it. Um, but know that powerlifting, athletic lifting, and bodybuilding style training all have their purpose and their place. And it's the best thing to do if you can hire a trainer or if you have one to know what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how that affects you athletically. Um, always remember that in the great, in the words of the great Emmett Smith, what separates the athletes and the great ones from the, the average ones is the preseason slash offseason, not what's done in season. So before all the lights, before the fans, before everybody goes crazy, everybody screaming your name, things like that, remember that you must put the work in in order to be the best you can be. I know here in Mississippi, a lot of seasons have uh, seasons have been pushed back, I think, a couple, two to three weeks. And so that gives the guys a little more time to practice. Hopefully we can get this COVID situation taken care of. Things can get back to normal as possible until they find a vaccine or whatever it is they're trying to do. Um, but take the time to be the best you, you can be, be the, be better than you were last season, be the best version of yourself. Whenever you get out there to the field, regardless of y'all play four games, you play seven games, you play 10, be the best you can be, put yourself in the best position, position that you can control the things that you can control and be legendary.